Hello and welcome to SMS Text News Podcast number 12. My name is Ben Smith. I'm Dan Lane. I'm Ewan McLeod. The SMS Text News Podcast. Live and direct from London, England. That's right, the boss is back in town this week, all tanned and pleased with himself, and also with his personal mobile network. He did manage to come out of customs eventually. Eventually, that was one of the most stressful points of my life, Although, standing at customs, hoping I can get it back. More, more on that in a bit then, because we're going to talk, obviously, about all the things you took to your desert island. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a quick chat about um, Yahoo and some things they were telling us about this week. We're going to have a quick chat about handset pricing talk about Orange, and then rattle through our things of the week. Probably a 30-minute podcast this week after the hour-long marathon of last week. So uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Ewan, do you want to start talking about your Desert Island stuff? Because that's yes. really what people are after. Absolutely. Well, well, okay, so I took a, a series of solar chargers, a private mobile network, a uh, Polycom communicator, a flip, a Iridium sat phone, and a Dell laptop. How much did me. that stuff weigh? You must have paid a... Yeah, I, um, baggage. I I paid, I think about a hundred. Well, not, that's not too bad actually. A hundred pounds worth of extra baggage. That's that's one small bag. I isn't took, it? A, took a suitcase. We put um, uh, one suitcase with clothes in it, and the other suitcase with um, all my gear in it. Oh, so, I mean, so basically, you took a lot of geek toys and a pair of shorts. <laughs> basically, basically, <laughs> uh, I was really concerned. I actually said to my other half who came with me, I said, "Listen, if I get stopped, run. Cu- <laughs> yeah. So if I get stopped at customs, you." Just go ahead, right? Just, just you go first. You go home without me. Yeah. <laughs> Send the cavalry. So I was concerned about that. The uh, solar chargers, um, the Solio and the freeloader. I've got a piece coming out. They were just perfect. I mean, obviously Maldives rather useful for solar charging. Um, in fact, the villa that I was staying in was completely. Um, the electricity was comes from the solar panels on the top of it. Wow! Oh, I, I liked I liked the write up you gave. You said it was all right. It had English electricity. That was quite useful because I had the normal plugs and I had to take an adapter. Mm. It's nice, and it means Daily Mail readers can go on holiday there as well. Absolutely, yeah. I recommend. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. It's English electricity. The, uh, <laughs> the the place I went, by the way, was the the, the Conrad, which is the um, upmarket version of the Hilton, the Hilton brand. A couple of years old. It's very very nice. This place. The, this is a Conrad Rangali Island. It uh, looked amazing. It was we really the jealous. pictures. I mean, you can you can't take a wrong picture. I mean, it's a brilliant place to take pictures of all these. Uh... Pardon? I'm sorry. I'm just mouthing some words at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well done. I'm very pleased for you. I'm glad you had such a nice time. L- listen, there was work to be done. Uh, so I, I plugged in the solar chargers. Uh, they both worked really well. The the Solio is really smart because it's got a. Um, you can actually hang it on your um, your backpack. Got a little oh, clip on cool. it. This solio. If you've seen the, if you see the pictures, you'll, mm. you'll see it's got a special clip. You, what you're meant to do is, if you're backpacking in the mountains or whatever, you can just have it hanging on the back of your um, your, your, your rucksack, mm. and it will continue charging throughout the day. It takes about 12 hours, 24 hours for it to get a full charge. Because um, it's got a battery in it, hasn't it? And then that's right, you yeah. then charge your devices off, off the battery. That, exactly, that's yeah. really cool. They, they all, uh, both the uh, the solio and the freeloader both come with a, a donkey amount of. Um, Different adapters. In fact, the freeloader has got more work for almost anything. It's really so it's got USB. It's got all these different different adapters. One of the things I quite liked about the freeloader when I looked at it, um, obviously haven't played with it because you whisk them off very quickly. But mm. they they do an add-on uh, solar panel which you can strap to a backpack or or anything really, um, and that plugs into it and charges it while it's in your pocket, which looks pretty good. Yeah, it it was brilliant. What I, the first thing I did, for example, is my um, N90 battery is quite low. 
Um, so the first thing when I arrived was take these little, um, both devices, stuck them outside. Um, they started charging immediately and plugged my phone into it. It's just excellent. Yeah, a couple of minutes later, well, 40 minutes later, phone's charged, everyone's a winner. Uh, the other thing I took was the private mobile network. Um, well, you, you took it. It, took went, it. it went on a very long trip to Maldives Customs, It went 12,000 miles, basically, up there and back, so 6,000 there and back. What an arse that was, because when I arrived at Customs, that was, I think my mistake was... Hello, I've brought a scary yellow box with something <laughs> with some confusing and upsetting words on it. Can yeah. I bring it into your country, please? If you've seen the pictures, the pictures are on the site. Do look. It looks extremely futuristic. So it's a ruggedized private mobile network. Now, what it came in a really big box. So I kept the box with it. The, the, the chap sent from Teleware sent it to me in a big, big uh, cardboard box. That's what I took with me. Um, now, when you get to the Maldives, they are really, really strict because it's an Islamic country. They are really strict about contraband and, and no alcohol no alcohol no pornography etc etc um, so what they do is when you arrive you get into the airport uh, you do passport control then you go through security how do they how do they run a resort there's a bit, bit of a diversion but how do they run a resort without having alcohol um, they don't every resort but they're they're kind of like sovereign island states oh, so like the, the resorts can have alcohol absolutely oh yeah but the, the, the residents no, that, that's, no, that's, no. That's, that's, that's brilliant capitalism isn't it you can't uh, bring alcohol into our country except for these people who are paying. Uh, you can. I'd like to point out, you can buy alcohol on Mali on the air, in the airport on the way out. They've ah. got um, yeah, a, a nod to capitalism there. So uh, we have to go. So I, I said to my other half, right, you go first with a normal suitcase. Right? <laughs> so she, that scanned, everything's fine, no problem. Um, they scanned my stuff, packed full of... GPS, satellite phones, that everything. And somewhere in a back room, a red light started flashing. <laughs> that was fine. That was no, they, that, I was surprised they didn't want to see in that suitcase. Because hmm. the entire suitcase, laptop, it's got everything, you know, it's all the electric, that was fine. Then um, they scanned my big box. I see. The cardboard box. Uh, and <laughs> they. So many big box gags and so little right. time. <laughs> they scanned Carry my on. big box, right. They. Uh, the, a young young lady and a, um, an older chap at customs with a little badge on, um, they said, is this yours? I said, yep. What is it? And what's inside? And I said, it's a private mobile network. It's mm. telecoms I, equipment. I, I think I may have been able to spot where the, where the problem started. <laughs> well, um, and they, then there was silence. Okay, so my other half is waiting, staring at me. Not that impressed, but I had set her expectations. We had been caught. But I've never, never before uh, have I, has anyone at customs stopped me anywhere on the planet. Anyway, so there was silence, complete silence, and I thought, should I say something? Uh, it's always best not to. In and I cracked. I cracked, and I said, <clears throat> uh, "Would you like to see inside?" And of course, oh, it went. Oh. Yeah. It's a box full of wires. Yeah. If you want to have <laughs> yeah. a look inside. Yeah. I, I, I've told you some words that are going to scare you, but this will really knock your socks off. <laughs> Would you like me to turn it on for you and push the <laughs> <your> red buttons? Because <laughs> what the chap said is, have you got, uh, is, is this for the Conrad? Because I think he thought, he said, is it for the Conrad? And he thought I might be bringing it for them, in which case hmm. that's a separate, you know, have you got a letter to say you're bringing it to them? Uh, and I, I, I said, no, no, it's for me. I own it. It's my property. I'm... I didn't want to say I'm borrowing it, because that's even more of a... Is this yours? No. There's, yeah. a, <laughs> there's a man at Heathrow who asked me to carry it yeah. for him. <laughs> uh, it's ticking. <laughs> so I opened it up. Mm. and um, Now, I'd like to point out, now I'm back in the UK. Now and safe. I am safe. Uh, 
I hadn't looked inside this box. <laughs> so Teleware had sent it to me, and uh, there was some panic going through my mind. I thought, I hope the Teleware people um, haven't put in, yeah, here's a bottle of brandy for you, Ewan, or... Some pornography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a PR company do that. Like, they like, here, Ewan, have, have this handset to test, and here's some porn and some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> because they should. I... <laughs> I, the, the big problem I'd said to, I was standing in the queue waiting to get scanned, and then this, uh, I said to myself, I, I should really have opened up the box because I know what's inside. I, I knew the description, but I hadn't, <laughs> had, I hadn't had time to open it up and look at it, and, um, which that was a wrong thing. I should have known what I was bringing. Yes. So when they said, what is it? I, said, I, I was describing it in rather, very relaxed yes. terms. Um, so they said, okay, open it's it up. It's a good job they didn't say, what does it look like? Oh, I just said it was a big kind of plastic thing, and they'd seen it on the, uh, the scan. When I, um, it's got all the, when I opened the box, loads of those little um, foamy mm. snow thingy. Yeah. Pardon? Foam peanuts. Yes. Oh, peanuts. Is that Sorry. what you call them? Sorry, peanuts, yeah. <laughs> and the same to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, when, you uh, when I took it out, so all, all that, these little foam peanuts went, <laughs> went all across the um, customs floor. So all these tourists are all looking at me, what are you doing? And I, so I had to dig in. And I tell you, the, the stress and concern and worry about me sticking my hand into this box and going, uh, trying to find... It's like that scene from Flash Gordon where he puts his hand <laughs> into the tree or yeah. something bite him. Uh, so, and then I, I, um, I found the case, this ruggedized case, and brought it up. And I did my best to look as though I knew exactly... I said, and here it is. I put it down. I'd never opened it. I'd never seen it. Um, I'd just seen a picture of it. And they said, uh, yes, could you open it up? So I op- opened it up, uh, and I thought, oh, there's no way they're going to let me take this now. Because when I open it up, it's really futuristic. It says private mobile network. looks really cool, but um, they just said, do you have papers for this? No. We hold it. Oh. Okay. Here's your, and then they just gave me a, um, a piece of paper, and then um, I, they said, go and get your representative. So I had to rush out of the... Um, the airport bit and looked for the guy with the Conrad sign and said, could you come in, please? And went back into the airport and said, could you sign here and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I managed to get through to the president of the Maldives. Um, <coughs> the president? The president. I called him up. Well, yes, it's the president's spokesman um, who explained that, that, you know, that they're very friendly to journalists, um, but I should have obviously got a letter from them before I arrived with my private mobile network. So I'm afraid it stuck. It was sat in customs for two weeks. There was a slight trauma on the way back when I'm flying out because my flight was obviously you know, count, counting down and I didn't know if I'd be able to get it. I thought I was going to have to fly back to the Maldives the next day and pick it up and blah, blah, blah. Oh, the horror. If, you are taking, to to the if you're taking a private mobile network to a country such as the Maldives, do get permission from the president. Just, just chuck him an email or something. Yeah. No, uh, the other things I took were the uh, Polycom communicator. Uh, so you're familiar with the Polycom Starfish conference units. This one um, is a USB uh, Polycom, small little box. I'll show you the, um, the pictures on the site. You just plug it into your laptop, and it is genius. It's basically a conference, conference facility for, um, for Skype or, or any other I just like the call quality was really excellent when you recorded those, those sessions for us using it. Yes, um, that, yes. That, was, that was really, really impressive. Mm, mm. So. Uh, then, uh, obviously, I took the flip. Um, very big fan of that. If you're going on holiday and you want um, I can have a throwaway, brackets, £100 worth of throwaway um, video camera, it is really, really good. I also took the, the water um, 
Waterproof. Waterproof. Water splashproof. Water splash. is, it, is, it, is it an actual underwater thing? It's underwater. Completely submerged. To- totally submerged. It's and br- so you plug, I plugged the flip into the, yeah, yeah, and um, switched it on and then went snorkeling with it. And it's wow. just, it, it floats automatically. Yeah, it's got buoyancy built in. Um, but you just, I just pointed at the fish. So I'll show you the videos of that. What did the fish think? I think they were well impressed. Excellent. I didn't see the shark, though. Uh, Every evening did about it see 6 p.m. It saw me. There's a shark probably about um, two and a half feet long. Nice. Um, I tell you, I, I had problems with snorkeling because I kept on thinking I was going to see it coming out. Da-dum. All you'd see left of me was a, uh, a flip. Um, <laughs> then I took the Iridium, Iridium sat phone. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, no. that's proper showing off, you know, real go-anywhere stuff, isn't it? I, mean, I tell you your, what, it was journey. nice, really nice walking around the island with it. Because it was quite... They, make you, feel, they make you feel like a big man. It made me feel... <laughs> Huge. Look at the size of my aerial. Yeah. Yes, it was really, really cool because I can get reception anywhere. I mean, obviously not in a building uh, easily. Anywhere outdoors. Anywhere outdoors and anywhere on the planet outdoors. See, some um, not all satellite networks are created equal. It's true. There are a few others that um, they they're regional satellite yeah, networks. Yeah, which is that's yeah. a bit useless. Um, so the Iridium people were telling me there's a, a competing network, um, and uh, one one chap who was u- using his phone in anger i.e. He, he, he deliberately bought, it wasn't an Iridium, it was a comp- comp- competing handset from a competing service. Um, and I think his wife fell down a, um, a glacier thing. I mean, they, he, they bought this just in case. They, they were Do they get a lot of glaciers in the Maldives? No, this is in, uh, this is in Canada somewhere or, or the North Pole. Hmm. And um, he was using this other phone and he couldn't, he, he couldn't get a signal. It must be so frustrating. How annoying is that? You've got a sat phone that doesn't actually work. This, the Iridium, the Iridium works anywhere. It takes maybe um, 15, 20 seconds to acquire a signal. It's um, not bad, though. It's pretty quick. It's really mm. smart, because I'm used to my TomTom. You know, yes. TomTom sometimes does take a little while. Uh, this was just fantastic. It worked really, really well. The, the call quality was excellent. Well, let's, let's, let's not mix up the two technologies. GPS, as in location stuff mm. with satellites, is very different from actually doing two-way communication with satellites. Well, you're, um, you're absolutely right. complex. Mm. That, that's my only experience of satellite mm. stuff was the TomTom before this. Well, a lot of people have satellite in their home with Sky, and that, you know... It doesn't have to lock another, on, though, does it's it? It's another completely different thing. But your phone shouldn't, you know, it should be able to receive a signal and... It's it's very they're very different technologies basically it's it's difficult to compare the two let's was, cut this bit out. <laughs> there was a chap on um, um, on the You're listening to Nerd Corner who had uh, <laughs> it had an N ninety five eight gig and um, he was really jealous I could see it in his eyes because I, I went went for um, lunch at the bar the hotel bar just stuck my sat phone there I'm so fucking smug important, so smug <laughs> it's quite I mean the only criticism is it is quite big isn't it I mean yes. it's, it you you need to be sort of going somewhere pretty pretty off the beaten track before it seems like a good idea to take it with you. Well, I don't know. I just like the fact you get it. It does work. Because uh, oh. there's a problem with the phone. is It doesn't work all that. You don't always have a signal. This one, as long as you can see the sky, you're, you've got a connection. Okay, yeah, so well, I mean, the thing about sat phones is they're very specific for what they do. They they're let not you that have, expensive, either. They, they let you have voice anywhere in the planet well, for the reason. Whereas, you know, you can't compare it to an N95 because an N95 has a camera and, all, you know, sat phones don't have that. It's just literally make True. some calls yeah. and a little tiny bit of data. Yes. Well, let's yeah. address that gritty issue of price then because I always assumed that they would be megabucks. Um, so. I... I I mean, could you any idea on call costs? I mean, have you, have you seen any I kind need, of bills? Uh, well, they, they gave me, a, uh, I think, 20 minutes free. I think it's a... No, I'm talking off the well, top of my head here. I think it's about. If they only gave you 20 minute. minutes free, then that's probably a sign that they're pretty expensive. Well, no, they asked. They asked. This is the PR. I said, "How much do you need?" And I said, Look, "Only 20 minutes." I didn't want to. Mm. That's why they, I didn't right. ask. Where is that? I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's probably about a pound a minute. I reckon. Which, which, well, it, 
Which is cheaper than Vodafone. <laughs> Especially when you're roaming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and and those, the, the satellite phones, they have their own sort of international country code as well, don't they? I 88, I think it is. Right. Yeah. So you actually, you know, it's not, you don't have like a UK number or anything. No, no. Right. It's quite nice. Would you like to form my satellite number? Yeah. No, it costs a fortune. I'm not bringing that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then the, the, one of the, the other things I took was, uh, which is not, not specifically a mobile handset, but obviously the, the uh, Dell um, M1330 uh, Ultralight uh, laptop which uh, it took me a week to realise that actually I thought it was quite thick, this ultralight, but that's because it's got a DVD player in it, which is really smart. Because that's one thing, I took the Air as well, and the Air doesn't have that facility. No, it catches me out from time to time. Yeah. So So the Dell performed, the one problem the Air had was couldn't really cope with the um, temperature. It was okay, but it it had a real problem with temperature. They they do get really hot, though, don't they? How did you deal with glare and things on the monitor? And again, on on handsets as well, with, with... with the, with the sun being so bright there, any problems reading the screen? Uh, sunglasses. Does that help with screen glare? No, it was, it, was, um, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah, it just makes yeah. you look cool, but you can't see yeah. anything. You no, can't you, you, um, I got my sat phone, can't read the display, got my MacBook Air, can't <laughs> see the display, and it's overheated, got my Dell, I can't really find the DVD that, drive. That wasn't much of a problem. That was fine. It was, it was pretty good. Um, but obviously, uh, anything uh, metal in the sun isn't that mm. useful after a little while. Yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the Dell... Perfect, absolute perfect machine. I'm sat there um, uh, on this little boat, just going from one island to another. And the, um, sounds, the op- sounds terrible. Yeah, well, it was terrible. The operations manager of the Conrad Hotel um, came up to me. He, he just saw me in the boat. He said, um, uh, "You had the uh, M1130." I said, "Yeah," and I was astonished, absolutely astonished. He was admiring it from afar. There's not many people I know that can say, oh, "Is that an mm. M1? Is that a 135? One two? You, you don't friend. bump into many Dell fanboys, do you? No, I mean, no, you don't. No, but uh, which is a shame because the, the laptop. I think uh, I will probably get one. Actually, it is extremely, really good. It's extremely, really fast, really good. Um, you can configure them nicely. Uh, I was very impressed with it. I'd be interested to hear your opinions of Dell's customer service compared to the quality of their machines. Um, I've had uh, well. See, the week before I went out, I bought a Dell laptop from my mother-in-law. Mm. Um, and it was just brilliant. I mean, uh, it's fantastic. Cool. I have never had any issues with it. Excellent. Or with Dell. Yeah. Cool. SMS, SMS text, text news. news. Rocking your mobile world. 30,000 listeners. Hello. Can we say hello 30,000 30, times? Yeah. Can, can, we, can we name each one of us now? <laughs> can we name each one of them individually? Yeah, we were saying Could if we... Have a big shout-out section. If, if Paul, John, Steve... <laughs> so if we knew 30,000 people were listening, I would have tried harder to finish. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the interesting thing that um, Yahoo were doing was they were getting a bit of uh, blogger feedback on their mobile platform. And the, and the key behind this is uh, Yahoo's blueprint technology. Now, that's a, that's a development platform, but what they're, what they're doing is trying to build a platform on which... Uh, application developers can work. And the whole idea here is that it doesn't matter what kind of handset you've got, the uh, the blueprint technology takes care of presenting the right kind of stuff to phones. Because, of course, um, anyone who's at, ever tried to produce any kind of content for a phone knows it's very, very difficult to, to know what each individual handset is going to be able to support the individual Screen resolutions, that kind of thing. resolution, yeah. you know, what can it do? Does it, does it support all the clever markup? Obviously, like an iPhone, for example, does full browser layup, but your oldest WAP browsers will do very, very basic text. So this takes care of that and presents the right things to the client. And then they're matching it with um, what is currently, obviously, Yahoo Go. They're making that into a, a sort of a permanent client. And then if you have that installed, you can do loads of additional features as well. So 
it's it's really it's really cool. I mean, I've had a play with it, and it's not very robust yet. And there's a few there's a few kinks, but it actually shows that they really are um, they really are thinking quite hard about a, a, the uh, the mobile platform. And this actually might very be something impressive, isn't it? it? It is very impressive. They put a huge amount of effort into it. And we we, we were talking to uh, their their mobile lead, whose card I have just dropped on the floor. Is that a chat, a chat from Spain. That's it, the, a chap called... Uh, Passion Rick, for Life. Rick, Ricardo. Yep, uh, hello, Ricardo, if, if you're listening. He was talking very... Um, he, he was talking very sort of positively and clearly about what they wanted to do and how they wanted to approach this and, and, the, and the various things they were trying to do. But what they're trying to... The, the key thing there was they were trying to build a platform and technically it sounds like actually they, they're going to make application development a great deal simpler for cross-platform applications so that was so really w- good when, when we see applications we're we talking about like mobile web applications or we're we talking about actual on the handset applications well this is this is the thing they're trying to um they're, tr- they're trying to remove the distinction and basically say if you have the yahoo client on your phone then actually you're talking about a local application and it can do a lot of the stuff that local applications can do but if you're just browsing from a really crappy old phone it will degrade back to more of a web style application and it will present the things to you correctly that way as well so it's so very clever that sounds interesting. So it's, it's, is it widgets rather than applications? I noticed well, they use the word widgets quite a lot. So is that like micro applications or? They, they, they do, but I mean, showing us showing us some of the applications that, that they were looking at. I mean, I, I think widget isn't a very helpful term now because it doesn't really tell you a great deal about what you're going to be able to do. But um, I think there's actually the scope there to build full-on applications. I mean, definitely mobile applications, so sort of fairly precise and limited scope. But um, Nevertheless, very, very clever. And I mean, so we've got a huge amount of information here, but particularly, I mean, the iPhone version looks very smart and um, the Yahoo Go client. The only downside there is I think that people don't understand what Yahoo Go is anymore because it started off being their, yeah. their, their phone and client and it, and, and it had loads of specific features about you know, sort of mail synchronizing and all this kind of stuff. Um, and now that it, that's gone into the background effectively and it can just do anything you'd like it to do. So, no, but that was very good. And it was nice to see Yahoo engaging with the blogger community as well. I mean, there was a few of us there giving our feedback, and they're going to run more of those events in the future. So uh, a, a, really, a really good evening, and uh, it's always nice when somebody else buys the pizza. <laughs> what kind of pizzas did you have? All, all kinds of pizzas, very yeah. high-quality pizzas from, what, from the um, last people at Yahoo. Pizza Express, perhaps? Or? I don't know. No, they came in plain brown boxes. I think it was such a classy establishment, it didn't need to brand the pizza boxes. Oh, I just, it's interesting to know. That's yeah. it. So, mm. And uh, yeah, thank you to uh, Gaylene, who organised that one, and kept our glasses topped up for the uh, duration, duration of the evening. I, 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 apologies, Gaylene, because I wasn't going to be there as well. That's it. I was, oh, doing my be- I was pretending to be you and doing my best Scottish accent. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay. So, moving on, um, we were going to talk about some orange news. Mr. McLeod, tell us about orange. You've been waving an orange phone at us since well, we arrived. Well, uh, yesterday, uh, hello to Amanda. Amanda is the lady that sold me my Nokia N82 um, at the Lakeside Thorock Shopping Centre. Lakeside, in it. Is a technical term for locals in, uh, in, in Essex. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm now a, an Orange customer. I've, I've which, won. Which, in true James Watley style, he's waving around at us. Well, I think it's, it's the uh, it's, it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Um, I have been a huge anti fan of Orange for some time because of their the data policies. Um, but that's that's completely changed. I think we may have uh, picked up a bit of a reputation as being very anti-orange. Yes. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm quite happy to be anti-orange, actually. I, well, I, I think you've caved too quickly, actually, but we'll talk well, about that in a I, second. I don't know. We, we, we're looking now at the, uh, the new data pricing, and if you have uh, a, an animal package, 
that ends, I think, in 35. Squirrel, squirrel 35. Yep, yep. Squirrel, raccoon, badger. So if you're on Weasel 35, <laughs> you, can, uh, you now get 500 meg of uh, fair use data. So, you know, that, that seems to be very competitive with what Vodafone are doing. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, I guess it's just down to uh, letting them run with that for a bit and uh, see how you get on with it. Well, I'm I presume yeah, I'm you've got it on that on the handset now. Yes, I've, I, I got the... What, what, what animal have you got? Uh, well, do you know what? I, when I walked in, I said to, the, I said to, to, to Amanda, do you have, uh, do you have any N82, any, yeah, N82s in stock? And she said, yes. I said, right, um, what do I need to sign up? For the orange account, because in Carphone Warehouse, I went into Carphone Warehouse yesterday and said, "Can I have a N82, please, on Orange?" And then I said, no, "By the way, does this come with the the 500 meg data um, mm-hmm. thing?" I was just testing him, and the guy went, "Oh, And he popped back, went and spoke to another guy. This is all in Carphone Warehouse. Didn't have a damn clue about this. I said, "Well, it's just been launched this week. Does it have the?" It does have the 500 meg because if it didn't, I can always talk to Orange anyway. But they didn't know because you, by this point, you I mean you wrote a post about this. You'd already had the online. So I chat. knew that, it, yeah. Okay. I, I, and I had the online chat. You're right, yeah, yeah. with with Orange. Um, so I didn't get it from Carver I Got it from Orange. And uh, the first thing, the second thing she said after, well, what handsets you want? Um, she said, "Oh, you will be wanting the Dolphin 35." I said, with, yeah, with actually. And she 35? said, uh, yeah. Um, I said, how did you know? It's very impressive. She said, well, it's, we're, we're well, because there's, a, there's only one sales prospect that month. So all of the orange stores had, you know, rung round and said, there's a bloke coming in. He needs <laughs> Dolphin 35. <laughs> yeah, or they've been reading the blog. The, the blog. And, no, she, uh, they, she says it's the, the one that's been, they've been selling tons of them. Absolute tons of them. Uh, so it's a, obviously a very nice handset. And um, I'll be doing some... Um, Opinion uh, on it, short and some uh, a diary of my experiences with Orange. I thought because we're being very critical, Orange. Um, I thought it's always good to actually have a handset and be a customer yes. of them. But I just couldn't bring myself to do it without having decent, decent data services. No, and like I said, it's going to be a matter of time before you know we actually get some feedback in from from yourself and, and other people mm. about whether or not this uh, this unlimited data really is. You know, oh, a point in my, my Vodafone. Um, I got my Vodafone bill free. Remember, it was three or £400 that, you know, oh, yes. on that month. I went absolutely spare. What, what did you spend it on, Ewan? What? What did you spend it all on? Uh, it was uh, data. Data. Yeah. That was back in the day when it was, 100, it was still 120 meg allowance, mm. wasn't it, before it went up? Yeah, so. I spent 200 quid or something on data, which is really annoying uh, with Vodafone. This, this month, my bill, £127. Pound. So I think it's fine. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. That includes yeah. some roaming, I take it. I uh, like no, that, that's just £127. I wasn't out of the country at that point. Uh, but then I've been making some calls from um, the, the Maldives, so that's going to actually hit me big time. So we'll be having a podcast whip round for you and mobile phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we should move on. Um, last thing then, before we do things of the week, I wanted to talk about handset pricing. Um, mm. uh, just a quick one. How much did your N82 cost you on Orange then in the end? Zero. Zero. It's yeah. free. And what, you're locked in for 18 months? Correct. On okay, so. £35 a month. That's not too bad, is it? That's if I'd bought it online, I'd have got it for £30 a month. Five quid online discount per month. Nice. That's, oh. that's very good. The... There's, there's a couple of phones. I mean, the, um, the, the E71 and the E66 are actually now out available to buy. And um, obviously, they were announced at a €350 Euro price level. And of course, we got quite excited about that. That's about £280 pounds sterling. Mm-hmm. That was very good. But of course, now they're on the market, they are retailing about 350 sterling, both of them. And 
were saying, well, we wonder why that was. And actually, just at the beginning of this podcast, I was just doing some maths, and of course what I realised is that it's the UK sales tax that adds the difference, oh. because what they've done is announced, obviously, you know, the, un, the, un, the unsupported uh, price. Yes. So actually, um, the, the, e, the E66 and the E71 now three, retain for 350 sterling, whilst um, uh, Nokia N82 is only £315. And I say that's a bit backwards when you look at the capabilities of the devices. I mean, obviously, the E-series has those particular features, but it seemed a bit backwards. The other thing that's interesting to note as well is that the 6220, which we talked about the other week, which is the, a classic series handset, but it's effectively all the spec of an N82. Mm. It's got the same Xenon flash, it's got a 5 megapixel camera, it's lacking Wi-Fi, for example, but actually it looks like a, a really appealing sort of high-spec budget phone. Yeah. And I was all set to go and buy one to have as a, as a sort of standby device, great for doing quick and that kind of stuff with the, the good camera quality. £280. For this budget handset. For the 6220 for Classic. The, for the 6220 Classic. Jeez. So I'm saying, well, for £35 more, I could get Wi-Fi and all the memory of the N82 in my device. So I was just sort of confused as to the handset pricing because, I mean, obviously most people will buy their handsets from a, an operator. They'll either get them subsidised yes. or free, as, as you have. But saying, actually, when you look at the prices of these handsets, they're very, they seem very out of kilter now mm. at the moment, especially when you're looking at the capabilities of them. So I, I was saying I think actually Nokia's got some work to do in that vein, especially if they want to sell um, some of these devices direct to businesses and things like that. Um, Definitely. You know, so well, on direct to public, I wonder how well that Nokia store on Regent Street does. Because when you walk in, that's when you actually go, jeez, £550 for N95. Well, have you noticed now, they have actually now added two mobile networks and they sell subsidised handsets through those mobile networks as well. And I think that's to reduce yeah. the sticker shock. So you actually yeah, have Yeah, because now, it's terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah. And, and the price, the, it was the inconsistency in the prices that, that I found hard to, hard to understand. Because, okay, the N82 has is, been out a while now. The, the price has come down from its original launch value. But... When you, when, you, when you look at that lined up to other products with a similar or, or worse spec, you say, actually, Nokia, I think, may be pitching some of the launch prices of these devices a bit high because whilst its whilst N-series devices are still around, they, they can, they can uh, outperform the, the new stuff that mm. they're launching. So it'll be interesting to see how those prices come down maybe over the first couple of months. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we were noting, actually, we were chatting about devices beforehand. We were saying, and we were quite excited, for example, the BlackBerry Bold, coming out very soon that's um, yeah. that's on the top of the, well, the how much will that be well un disconnected 550 pounds through one through one retailer and i'm assuming that that's a reasonable price um, and we were saying ironically next to, next to it in the sort of the best sellers list was some of the mini pcs that we were talking about the hp mini pcs and the asus mini pcs that have been causing a buzz so i can go and buy a fully featured uh, one gigabyte memory linux mini pc from hp or asus for about 200 to 400 pounds depending on what the spec is yet a blackberry bold is going to cost me another 150 but potentially double the price and to the, have uh, a mobile it handset. really makes a and the n96 well, pre-order now there's a number yeah 700 pounds i mean i'm for an n96 for an n96 700 pounds n96 16 gig would you like that or would you like an i uh, an, a macbook well exactly yeah and Obviously, there's a lot of technology that goes into a mobile handset. There's it's a what computers have become. So According some, to Nokia. Yeah, so some people are telling us. Um, and, and so I can understand that there is a premium to be had, but I think at the moment the, uh, the, the manufacturers maybe are getting the pricing it's, it's, wrong. It's I mean, premium, so, premium. Absolutely, it's premium, premium. And um, 
I, th I think uh, to, to some extent it's, it's confused by all the it's confused by the subsidies of the network operators, mm. but actually they're doing themselves no favours because people are are seeing these huge 18 month tariffs and the 24 month lock-ins. I mean, we've talked about in Canada even three year lock-ins. Oh, it's just crazy, which is horrendous. But if you were a if you were a, a network operator and you just given somebody a 700 pound retail device, let's say, wouldn't you want to tie them in for two years to recover some of that money? Definitely. So. I, I, I also think that the out-of-contract prices are marked up quite heavily simply to drive them towards the more general sales channels. They can basically say, if you're not, if you're not prepared to go to these, these you know, high street sales channels and you want to buy it without a, uh, a contract, we'll charge you, you know, a very hefty premium for that. Like I say, and it, it's getting it's getting expensive as well. I think um, I think one of the one of the next innovations needs to be to to maybe stop the the technology churn to get better and better, and actually work on cost reduction mm. there as well, so that some of these devices can become more mainstream because consumers are not going to take. They just switch off. They simply go, no, I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah. seven hundred pounds cool, but I don't. I just, your average normal yeah, doesn't but care. your average consumer will get it on a subsidy, and they'll they'll wait until it's free. Yeah, but 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 this is well, it. that's one of the interesting things is there's all these uh, normal as we call them. Um, wandering around with a with something that is essentially even even though it's been marked up has a value of seven hundred pounds, treating it like it's something that was free. Come but on. I'm pleased that the uh, iPhone two for O2 UK customers is a free upgrade. Yeah, that is, that is good. And that's that really is smart. Good. It is on a forty five pound a month tariff. Reasonable. Well, no, so it's not it's not a free upgrade. I think what you means is you can break your contract and upgrade. Yes. You don't have to wait till the end of your contract, which is yeah, it's pretty good. They yeah. could easily have just turned around and go, "Well, you signed a contract." Do you have to give the phone back? No, you get that? to keep it. You, you can keep, keep your old iPhone, and there is a rumor. I hasten to add a rumor that they will, uh, if you ask, unlock it for you as well, because of course it's your device. And once you're out of contract, there's some talk about it that they need to make it so that you're able to use other networks. Yeah, ah. there are there are some countries where you have to do that, well, the, the, um, but we're not we're not in one of them, unfortunately. The, well, I say the, the rumor said oh, this rumor said O2 would be doing it. Obviously, there's no confirmation; it mm. could be pure speculation. But it, it certainly that would be a very nice touch if they did. Um, although they'll be offering um, pay-as-you-go SIM cards to yes. put in these uh, put put in the 2G iPhones as well. So I say That's you can still helpful. use. But them, uh, so. surely at some point we're going to get stories from people saying um, my iPhone battery is screwed. I mean, when yeah. when do well, the iPhone the 1.0 iPhone when is that going to? Well, Apple tank? Avoid, Apple have always said that they you know it was essential to have this non-replaceable battery, which is. I don't know. It, well, it makes I, I it into a consumer from an device. Point of view, but I don't know. Well, People, your iPod is buy a new one, don't you? If your iPod well, they breaks. do have they do have an iPod, uh, an iPhone battery replacement program where you go yeah, in and they'll, they'll swap it for you. But I, yeah, it's I a mean, pain in the ass. Aside from, aside from the power users, how many people do you know that actually carry spare batteries around and change them? No, exactly. The, the last time I did that was on that HTC, the the O2 XDA product. Yeah, and and the batteries just, themselves were about as big as the iPhone. Well, exactly, and it just because it chewed through well, I mean, sort of four or five hours at a time. With will you uh, will you be buying an iPhone two point zero, gents? Yeah, um, yes. and actually, uh, we uh, <laughs> we should we should probably talk about unlimited drinks in uh, Dublin at some yes. point during the podcast, but um, because I believe, because to be right believe, where the action is, we're leaving the country. <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believe uh, I believe Ben's going, and, and Ewan will be there, but I'm uh, I'm passing up the option so I can go and queue outside the uh, local A two store. No, you are going to take an SMS morning. text news tent. Take a what? A, a tent. SMS text news tent. Yes. I don't anticipate the demand in my local O2 st shop in Woolwich to be do that high. Do you think high. you should go to a car from warehouse and experience it there? I could do. There's there's plenty of that sort of shop on, on Woolwich High Street. Mm -hmm. I could uh, the, have the, a stroll down and see which yeah. one will sell me a, an iPhone. Quickest. Quickest. And before well, they open, I can just stand there and go, oh, 
I'll pay extra if you let me have it before everyone else. So I think uh, enough. Enough. I think we've I heard enough about the iPhone today. Well, we, every, and I every think conversation. we're going to be hearing a lot more about the iPhone in the next week, and I think next week's podcast will just be completely full of it. Is it long? <laughs> <laughs> we will be full of it. So the, the big question, though, Dan, black or white? Black, definitely. Look at me. Come on. What about you? White I think I black? might have a white one, actually. Really? A white iPhone. Yeah, white I think it, uh, the, the the white E sixty one is really stylish looking and less of a fingerprint magnet. See, oh, okay. I've got two people looking at me like I might have just said I like to beat children. I don't know. So, okay, um, I think that's it. Things of the week. Before we do things of the week, Ewan, uh-huh. how many to drinks? Uh, yes, we'll, we'll take we're quite aggressive now. We uh, last last month was in London. We're now in Dublin. Uh, on the 10th, that's on Thursday. And we are at the O'Callaghan Hotel on Stevens Green. That's the one. O'Callaghan, O'Callaghan. I yeah, do that. Really good uh, people coming along. Should be very interesting. More intimate than the 200 plus people at... Um, Although that was sorry. fairly intimate. I mean, I needed to stand close to nearly all of those people in that bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll probably have um, uh, maybe 20 or 30 people um, in, in Dublin, which is, I, I do like that because it means I can actually talk to everybody um, there's some really good people coming along some good sponsors uh, we'll see how things go excellent well we'll, uh, well we'll maybe do a little bit of live blogging if there's a bit of space and time to uh, definitely announce to people and uh, bring your business cards so we know oh yes are. thing of the week thing of the week Dan go on you go first I'm going to go I think this is our first iPhone thing of the week mentioning the iPhone again is uh, Agile Messenger for the iPhone um, it's uh, from the same people that do Agile Messenger for all the other Series 60 handsets and so on um, never been a huge fan of Agile Messenger on those handsets, although it is you know, one of the more established instant the, messaging programs. The, the thing that was unique about Agile Messenger seemed to be that you licensed it year by year and you actually had to keep paying for it. I mm-hmm. think they stopped doing that, now. Okay. You, but you bought a lifetime license for an IMEI, um, which was a pain because whenever I bought it, it, was like, it lasted me a couple of months before I changed handsets. Exactly. Um, they've released it for the iPhone. It's in installer.app if you've got a jailbroken iPhone. Um, and uh, give it a try. It's free at the moment, and presumably this is a sign of things to come when the, the App Store launches. Get some uh, good quality applications coming from those guys. Um, and I presume once the App Store launches, they'll be able to charge you for it. Right, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a good uh, instant messaging application. Ewan? My thing of the week is uh, Ipetech, um, or Ipetech, A-I-P-T-E-K, and it's a Pocket DV AHD 7500 Plus. It rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Z500 Plus. Uh, oh, sorry, Z500 Plus. And, um, yeah, what, what is it really, though? It's actually it's a mini uh, video camera along the lines of the Flip. It's got more features, a lot more features than the Flip. Uh, £249 uh, <sighs> recommended retail price, but does do HD 1080p. We were uh, playing with this earlier, and it did 1080p, high def, 8 megapixel. Is uh, yeah, USB at th- at very simple, a second. Uh, really smart. Um, the quality is very impressive. We'll bring it along to Unlimited Drinks Dublin, I guess. Great idea, yeah, definitely. Footage. Yeah, um, really smart. So, um, I, I'm, although it's not specifically specifically mobile, but it's uh, yeah, related to it, and it does replace video on a handset. So I could see a day whereby I'd, I'd use one of these devices and a nice slimline Nokia six two. Series. Yeah, I mean, as, as I keep saying, I said in one of the previous podcasts, it is very nice being able to do video with your handset, but until battery technology improves exactly. or the processors become less power hungry, it is a bit of a pain to be recording all this video um, and then using up your battery. Yeah. And uh, um, it's less so, you know, when you're in the city and you can charge, but 
like when Watley went to Glastonbury recently, he, um, you know, he would have had to be very careful about using his battery, and I think the flip would have probably saved him quite a bit of, bit of uh, recharge time yeah. there if he'd have actually bothered to remember he took it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying my, my ApeTech. Uh, ApeTech. ApeTech. It's, it's very impressive Ape device. Yeah. Um, your thing of the week? My thing of the week. My thing of the week has gone away. Um, I was going to talk about the thing of the week that I had installed on my E61, E71, no, E71 which I'm still playing with. Um, uh, only I managed to dial my uh, lock code incorrectly three times in my pocket and have reset the device completely. So I can report that if anybody steals my phone, it will delete the data if you enter the lock code t- wrong too many times. So the uh, your thing of the week is really Nokia's brilliant security. I, my, my thing of the week is, ah, why didn't I turn the... <laughs> What was it? What what have we missed? What would it have been? So my actual thing of the week this week, then, is going to be um, the GPS navigation on Nokia Maps. Um, It doesn't need to be Nokia Maps, obviously, because lots of other handsets are getting GPS in now. But this week, I was going to the Yahoo Blogger uh, meetup. I didn't know where I was going. And for the first time ever, I actually realised, hang on a minute, I've got a GPS device in my pocket, typed in the address, away I went, and did the actually bought a... um, the the walk the turn by turn routing um, to try out and actually did it around and it works really really well I was really impressed and the, uh, I actually met Rafe from all about Symbian coming the other way also with his E71 out following the sat nav instructions I mean we, you oh my God. we practically collided head to head and then um, we both turned our phones off and I told him exactly the wrong place on Shaftesbury Avenue and we walked past where we were supposed to be going so that's I, some fine work there Smith that's it I, I, <laughs> I let the side down there but the great thing about the GPS device in the Nokia handsets and I hope this is true also for example of the GPS device in the iPhone 3G is how quickly it gets a signal lock we mentioned earlier Mm. Um, Ewan's got a TomTom device in his car. I mean, I've got a, I've got one as well, and have had quite a few since they first launched. But the the perpetual frustration with those things is that because you turn them off, leave them in the car for maybe a few days, and you turn it back on, it ta- it can take thirty seconds, maybe even a couple of minutes from a complete cold start to find a signal. And all the while, you you could be you know you're either sitting there like a lemon waiting, or you're driving hoping you're going in the right direction. The the GPS lock on the Nokia handsets, and I don't know how they achieved it, is incredible. Never I don't know how they achieved it. Well, you can tell me in a minute when I finish ranting about it. Um, it. Never more than 15 seconds from a complete cold start, literally out of the tube station where it had been underground, out 15 seconds, quick Done. lock, brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I suspect Dan's going to tell me this is something to do with AGPS. Yeah, um, basically the... Uh, well, what the, is AGPS, Dan? It's assisted GPS, I believe, um, and it uses the cell towers to uh, grab information about its location rather than um, what... what GPS receivers generally do is um, sort of wait till they get a lock on multiple satellites. But, but you, 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 making gesticulating that we're getting this has gone tedious. So GPS on Nokia is very quick. It is very quick for and whatever reason. A, a GPS works really well. I love it. I, I particularly love that on the fastest, it's two three seconds to pick up a lock, which is mm. excellent. Mm. Excellent. Let's see if the iPhone can keep up with that. And we love you all, the thirty thousand people that uh, are listening. Yes, each and every one of you is special and important to us. A million kisses. Yep. And uh, we'll hear you next week when we'll have uh, news about unlimited drinks and shiny new iPhones. We'll have iPhones. We'll have iPhones. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on smstextnews.com.